Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie, figure out what other movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are going to be looking at Bohemian Rhapsody. But before we get into that, I want to remind you all, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, and a whole bunch of other apps. I'm not going to read them all off, but wherever you listen to podcasts, you could probably subscribe to us. You could also review us on iTunes, which would be awesome. Five stars would be even better. And... Uh, Today we got a great show. Uh, first time on the show, we've got Luella Chavez from the Vegas Playground podcast. I'm really happy to have her here on the show. And uh, we're going to be talking about, like I said, Bohemian Rhapsody, the biopic of Queen, or more specifically, Freddie Mercury, their lead singer. Or maybe it is a biopic of Queen. I don't know. It depends uh, you know, who you ask in the production process who this movie is supposed to be about. Um, but uh, you'll hear a lot of bad reviews about this movie in the press, but then you'll hear a lot of people who love this movie. I think we fall somewhere in between, but you'll hear it as we get into this conversation. Let's go to it. All right, everyone, before we get into today's episode, I want to let you guys know we actually have a sponsor today. It is the band Ferengs from Las Vegas. Uh, Ferengs, as they put it on their own Facebook page, is an indie proggy psyche band from here in Las Vegas. Uh, there's some friends of mine, actually, so I'm really glad to have them here on the show. And I want to let you guys know you can check out their album on Bandcamp at ferengs.bandcamp.com. And check them out performing on November 24th at Beauty Bar in downtown Las Vegas. They're going to be opening for Delta Sleep. And at the end of the episode, you get to hear a whole new song of theirs. So stay tuned after the interview. All right, so today on the show... We are going to be doing Bohemian Rhapsody, and with me today, I've got a new co-host, first-time co-host here on the show, Luella Chavez. How you doing, Luella? I'm good. I'm right. good. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, I have listened to your podcast a bunch of times, Vegas Playground, and uh, I know you're a lover of film, and uh, you know, not to be totally uh obvious here but i've been wanting to have some female co-hosts on the show and so i was really glad you were interested in doing it 
Thank you for having me. I'm so excited because I have been dying to get on a movie podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I love I love movies so much and I don't feel like I don't feel like there are enough female podcasters talking about it. There's not. You know, I I found a couple and uh you know cuz I've been kind of researching cuz I want to like get a lot more co-hosts on the show. I started out with my my initial like five or six who I just kept going back to and I plan on continuing to talk to them all. But you know, I want to have like a lot of different voices on the show. And so I've been like going out there and just trying to listen to as many movie podcasts as I can. And uh yeah, I mean there's not really a lot of them out there uh with with women as the uh main hosts. And I I'm sure there are some. You know, I, I've found a couple so far, but uh I'm definitely glad to have you here for sure. Um, oh well, thank you. I I love it if before we started, since you're uh, it's your first time here on the show, if you tell people a little about yourself before we get into it. Okay, well, um, I'm a Vegas local, and my podcast is Vegas Playground, and it's a little uh, muddy in terms of what I talk about because it, it kind of all over the place is what I mean. I try to incorporate Vegas, but it's from a different point of view because I. I technically live in Henderson proper, but mm. I do venture out onto the strip and I work on the strip too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I might touch on some field trips I've had throughout the week. And then I also tried to talk a little bit about some of my experience with acting mm. and, um, some of the behind the scenes stuff of what goes on on set. Um, when we shoot Vegas, basically Vegas shots. Sure. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a cool film scene here. You know, I, I before I, you know, doing this podcast, I, I obviously I compose music for film. And so I'm sure that we know a lot of the same people and stuff. We've only recently met on Twitter and, and then like uh, been we're Facebook friends now. And uh, so, I mean, I see a little of what you do and you see what I do. And but yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure we work with a lot of the same people along along the way. Well, that was what was funny to me, because it's you would think I'm, this point in time, I don't know how long you've been in the entertainment business, but um, gosh, I've been doing it since 2001, off and on, but mm-hmm. since 2001. And I mean, you would think like you've met everybody already, right? <laughs> right, exactly. You would think it's funny, actually. I, I don't want to go on too far of a tangent, but I actually have had this talk before with some of my friends. Uh, when we used to do like little comedy stuff, uh, we, we used to do this comedy music stuff before I really started composing for film. And, um, I I've mentioned before, I'm like, how did I not ever know anybody with a video camera? Like back when we were right? doing that stuff, it's like, right? now it seems like everyone I know is somewhat involved in making film. It's like, it's so right. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's, so it, it's a really small, that's a, that, that is definitely a small community here. It's really. It is. It absolutely is. So, okay. um, <laughs> today's, uh, today we're going to be talking about Bohemian Rhapsody, um, which is a movie that, uh, is doing huge numbers at the box office despite getting pretty trashed by critics. Um, I kind of liked it though. Um, uh, we're going to get into it as we go through it and we'll give our, uh, you know, final overall review towards the end. But, um, you know, as we get into it, some of my puzzle pieces that I have, and I know that we don't really have a lot of puzzle pieces, and I think part of the reason we both probably didn't come up with a lot of them is this movie, um, despite me enjoying it, and I, I think you enjoyed it as well, I think you said, um, it, it's 
pretty surface level. It's pretty, uh, there's not like a yeah. lot there. I, th I think it's a little bit of a missed opportunity, of course. And I think that's what a lot of the critics are upset about. But I mean, if you're just looking for a fun time at the movies, though, there is plenty to enjoy. And so I think that will reflect in some of our puzzle pieces, probably. Um, Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 it, it'll be a great movie when it's streaming or on demand or you get it on DVD because it'll be like a great movie to clean your house to. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that is absolutely right. That is that is a, uh, a quote for the box, I think, for sure. Right now. <laughs> let's let's pull that one right now. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go ahead with my first puzzle piece on this one. And uh, I this one I thought of pretty much immediately and that is Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg um which was the uh the the pseudo Judas Priest uh story uh wasn't really but it was basically using that as the template um also about a uh an existing band and a singer comes in and then boom they blow up and everything a singer who loved the band uh to begin with which i'm not quite sure how much of that is based on truth in the queen story but whatever that's what's right. portrayed on the film right 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 um yeah but uh and then as far as just as a movie is concerned i felt it had a lot of that similar uh putting the idea of rock music and being a rock star up on like this huge pedestal of being like the ultimate exciting like awesome thing you know what i mean and you know i i it's a weird movie for for this time in history i mean with rock music being like kind of relegated to this almost niche thing it's like but back then you know it was the thing and certainly in the movie rockstar it's so celebrated and in this movie it's so celebrated right right well my biggest one that was just like blaring at me when I was watching the movie was when they were recording it reminded me a lot of um the scenes in Love and Mercy when uh John Cusack's playing Brian Wilson and they're showing how they're incorporating all these different instruments and different techniques to make mm -hmm. different sounds like that totally was reminiscent of that like I just that to me jumped right off the screen and that yeah, kind of that's cool. It was a, it was a great moment too, just because you kind of felt like you were there. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. I loved that. Yeah, I, I loved I loved the energy and the comedy of those uh, those moments. I mean, they they play it for laughs, but at the same time, it's it's cool and interesting. And I mean, Queen were a pretty groundbreaking group, uh, you know, for the time and everything. And uh, so, I mean, it is cool to see how they were accomplishing some of that weird stuff that really hadn't been done much at that point. And yeah, Love, Love and Mercy, that, that's actually a movie that's come up a few times on this show before. And uh, Has it really? It's surprised yeah. because like, I don't even know anybody who's seen it. <laughs> right? Well, I, I got to admit, I haven't seen it. <laughs> and, oh, really? Uh, it's, a movie, it's a movie that's been so high up on my list. I actually own it and I still haven't seen it. It's a movie that I really have been wanting to watch. And I mean, it, it's, we could go on a long on tangent about how I never get to watch movies at home because I'm always just busy doing other stuff when I'm home. That's part of the reason I'm always at the movie theater whenever I can be. But <laughs> but the only uh, way to nail yeah, you no, down. It's movie, it's, <laughs> seriously, it's so true. I, I just lock myself in when I'm at the theater. I they need to uh, do a re-release of Love and Mercy so I can finally watch it, even though I own it and it's sitting on my <laughs> shelf. Um, I have, I'm, I'm guilty but, yeah. of that too. I have a few big ones that are in my cabinet, and I'm like, yep, oh. never saw it. And they're big ones. I'm not. They're not. They're not movies that uh, 
nobody's seen before. <laughs> it, it makes me so guilty, but yeah. But no, that's a good one though. Uh, and and also, I mean, let, let's be honest; those are two musical geniuses that uh, they're putting on screen, and it's. Uh, I, I mean, to capture that is it must be a really difficult task to try to capture that kind of a genius and like really um really i'm trying to think of the right word but to to just to portray it in a way where where you realize how this is something that hasn't really been done in this way before it's something unique and different and original and uh you're watching magic happen you know no totally and it does like without sounding so uh, corny it 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 definitely conveys that magical feeling like i said you feel like you're there you feel like you're part of it uh i i just i loved those scenes i love them that's cool i know i i totally get that and I, i i love that too um so my next one and uh i i wanna uh say before this uh a lot of people myself included knew going into this that this was going to be a watered down version of what the real Freddie Mercury story would you know is um but we do still get glimpses into um just how insane his life was once the success uh you know started and just what you know what his life became and, and all that and so my next puzzle piece is the wolf of wall street um mm. <laughs> well Interesting. we never quite yeah we never quite get there um, there are a few little glimpses of what, you know, certainly Sasha Baron Cohen's version of this movie would have been if he had gotten to make it. Um, but, you know, just the excess, the level of excess, both in rock and roll and in partying, um, the level of excess that, you know, this man lived, um, you know, which The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, I some people love that movie, some people hate it. I fall kind of in the middle. I thought it was good, but I, I did not love The Wolf of Wall Street. But it certainly conveys the excess of that character. <laughs> and uh, I think that there's flashes of that here. So that's one I didn't ever end up finishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are probably going to want to strangle me. <laughs> oh, it's a so long, long movie. That's one of the problems. Strangle me through whatever it. device they're listening to this on. But um, yeah, I never had a chance to finish it. Um, funny enough, though, I do watch a lot of uh, Jordan Belfort's like YouTube videos and stuff because he does a lot of stuff on selling. And that's what I do for Mm -hmm. a living. So I kind of got into him in that way on that side. So it's completely different. But what I was going to say that's more relevant is I heard that the family gave their blessing to do this movie and that some of the family was at the premiere, I believe his sister. And um, mm-hmm. that would lead me to believe why they didn't include a lot of the grittier side of what he um, experienced, I should say. Yeah. Well, from what I've heard it is, um, I, I don't know, possibly the family as well, but also the band, the rest of the bands, uh, the rest of Queen, Brian right. May and the rest, they were very protective of the band's legacy. And even though it's like common knowledge at this point of what, you know, Freddie Mercury's life was like, um, they just, they were just not cool with it being portrayed on screen, I guess. And right, that, right. that's why Sasha Baron Cohen's version fell apart, which is a shame. Um, I think that would have been... You know, as much as I like this movie, I think it would have been a more interesting movie. Um, but you know, what we have here is an exciting and fun movie, and so there, there's definitely 
Uh, I'm happy it exists as it does, uh, but certainly I, I do think about what that other one would have been. I think we would have been a little less of the, uh, of you know, every five minutes the band's making another one of their big hit songs. Right. And a little more of the partying and all that stuff. Totally. <laughs> a little less cupcakes and fluff. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Although I'm sure he had a lot of cupcakes and fluff at his parties. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so what would your next puzzle piece be? Well, mine, it, and it's just, I, I'm telling you, it's like a scene thing, and it must just be a formula. That's what they used, a formula just to do, I don't want to say anything. Like, look, I don't want to bag on it, because like I said, I enjoy. I did enjoy it too. I enjoyed it mm -hmm. very much, yeah. and I. It's a really fun movie. But anyway, um, the next one for me was going to be Selena because how they opened the scene with like one of the final uh, concerts that they gave or per right, right. performed at. So like she's arriving, and then they show him he's arriving, and um, then they end with it too. So that that right. totally reminded me of that those opening and closing scenes. Absolutely. Um, also beautifully shot uh, uh, concert scenes and all that stuff. That like they're they're really well done in this movie. And from I, I haven't seen Selena in like a million years, but from what I remember, it looked beautiful during <laughs> during performances. Well, yeah, and then when you have people that look like that in front of you, I mean, come on, <laughs> it's hard not to make it look good when Absolutely. you have these, you know, and um. But yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, there were a lot of really great shots. That last performance, my son felt it was a little long, but I enjoyed it. I just, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> so Supposedly they have that entire, like the whole, was it Live Aid, I think? The, the whole Live Aid performance uh, where they cut back and forth, you know, to other things happening. Uh -huh. But they actually have that whole thing as just like basically a fake concert film. Like like a cover band doing a concert film almost. No, um, that's... which I would I would almost watch it like right. seriously on its own. Like <laughs> it was just so well done. It, it really was, and I you know, and I have to say, um, I have heard people had their doubts about Rami Malek pulling this off, but there were moments. Mm -hmm. I I was actually really pleased because there were moments when I got lost in the movie, and I you know didn't feel like I was looking at Mr. Robot, you know? <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think um, anyone who who um, puts down this performance is, is kind of kidding themselves. I mean, he really, I think, knocked it out of the park, despite the movie's flaws. I mean, he he really showed off in this movie. And, I mean, he, he captured a lot of what Freddie Mercury is, like, regardless of... The fact that the story doesn't go there, uh, his performance really captures him, I think, really, really well. No, I agree. I agree. He did a great job. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I just, I don't feel like he's done enough. Like, I, I can't wait to see him in more. I mean. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I do think that in the beginning, the teeth were a little distracting when you first saw him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were they were a bit much. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I guess as long as we're gonna go there, the, the um the the one scene that kind of rang kind of ridiculous to me, and again, this might be more uh, script wise and less his performance wise, but the idea that he developed his um his microphone holding technique because he couldn't figure out how to use the uh, 
the microphone stand. Uh-huh. I thought it was like such just Hollywood, like what? Like <laughs> I, just, I just, I don't believe that for a second. I don't know. <laughs> um, but my, my next puzzle piece actually goes really well with what you were just saying, except for, okay. And again, just like you were just saying, um, where you don't want to bag on it too much, uh, because, you know, like we're saying here throughout, like we, we both enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, but, uh, this movie does really <laughs> use a lot. Yeah. However, this movie, like, okay. I feel like the screenwriter watched the movie Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story uh. and said, I, kn- I know they're making fun of all of these, uh, musician biopic tropes. Um, but we want to do every single one of them. let's get every last one let's get the disapproving parents let's get the opening with the concert scene and then closing with the big concert scene let's get the like every single little thing you've seen in a music movie they just like pulled them all together and it's it's so beautifully parodied in walk hard um and you know i I, i'm sitting here i'm not bagging on this movie because i it's really a hard movie um to talk about because I enjoyed it so much despite knowing what its flaws are. Like I, as I'm watching, I know that this movie has flaws and I loved it anyway. Like I really was having such a good time with it. And those tropes, like I just, I bought in, you know, I, I, I just went along for the ride. No, you know? I agree. You do. You and, have to enter it with an open heart for sure. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You got, you got to just be like, you know what? That that's that's the story they're gonna tell, and you know what? This music rocks. I'm going along with. Yeah, it. yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, I, I swear, every single movie you've named, I have not seen. I've never seen Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, wow. I've never seen Walk Hard. But now I'm gonna have to add these to like. Now that's gonna be on my list, and like I don't have enough to that's do the already. Point of the show is to get people <laughs> watching these other movies for sure. That I'd say you should start with Walk Hard though, because that one's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, what would what would your next puzzle? So, be? mine. I think you said it's called a bucket. Like it's mm-hmm. okay. Any biopic about any really eccentric or larger than life personality, I feel like always has that moment where they're having a party and everybody has to leave, and they're just like crying and trying to make everybody stay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it. <laughs> I've been that person before. Wow. Nice, <laughs> nice, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that. I could, I could think of a, a a ton of examples of that. Um, yeah, like I mean, uh, well, especially especially in the rock and roll world, rock and roll biopic world. But I I think there might have been uh, the Aviator might have had a scene like that. Um, I'm trying to think. There, there's other eccentric like characters where they're just like everybody out, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, that is that's great. yeah. No, I mean for me because like I want I, I and usually those are the ones that go there. Like that's the scene that's like that's when you start to see things fall apart when you start to see you know that's where it could have taken a turn to to showing more of the gritty side but like because every single mm-hmm. movie that I think of that's not necessarily a, a movie about a musician or anything like that but um like because I think about like Edie Sedgwick and Factory Girl I think about Gia mm. Karanji and uh, Gia and I think about like there was another one I had in my head but yeah like there's that scene where just like it's time for everybody to leave they have to go home to their kids and their family and they're like crying and they just want somebody to stay that's so funny that yeah and that's a scene that kind of transcends genre too like you'll see that like in uh, dramas and comedies and biopics and in all different kinds of movies as long as there's you know that that eccentric character that um 
has you know has a big ass party and yeah <laughs> and they're, everyone but they're leave. they're yeah. like the loneliest person but they're like larger than life uh-huh. like i don't know i don't know what you call that but <laughs> that's awesome i i i i completely get it i totally get it that's a good one <laughs> um all right well i have one more puzzle piece um like i said at the beginning this episode we, we don't have like a lot of puzzle pieces on this one because i think a lot of it uh a lot of it really is kind of like they just wanted to show a version of the Freddie Mercury Queen story. I feel like um, so I feel like there's not a ton. Uh, I feel like Randy from Screen when he's like, "It's a very simple formula." <laughs> like, like they just followed a formula. Really, nice. they really did. <laughs> they did. They absolutely did. You're 100 percent right. Um, so, <laughs> so my my last puzzle piece is actually Wayne's World. Um, okay. <laughs> and so that's for for a, for a couple of reasons, though. Um, the hairstyle so in the beginning with the, the first big reason. Teeth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sure, just kidding. absolutely. <laughs> Let's put that on the list. Um, but no, uh, one the first reason I had is um, I I if unless I'm mistaken, I think that's the first time Queen was used. Oh um, yeah, in a, in a movie like you know, and Queen has become such an awesome like like thing in movies like when it whenever there's a queen song you know it's going to be an awesome scene you know and so it's like using queen within cinema this movie is queen song after queen song like from beginning totally. to end and it's just, like a long music video it, medley that, <laughs> it is it is it's it's a music video or it's like them headbanging in the back of the car it's 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 the whole time and um you know that that's pretty damn fun you know um and the the second reason why I wanted to bring up Wayne's World is because of what I I'm sure a lot of people probably just rolled their eyes, but to me I loved it. Um, that stunt casting. I did you even did you notice it that it was Mike Myers? The, oh yeah 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 the the uh, studio yeah, head. Yeah 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 yeah. Oh that's mm-hmm. so it was funny. the EMI studio head, and he said he said no one's ever gonna be uh, headbanging into this or whatever. Oh that's he so funny. What Rhapsody. a fun little Easter egg. And that's. <laughs> oh my god i love that and i mean th- it's super corny if you think about it too much but i loved it i like to me i was just like that is just so great um yeah that, that's so cool and a little bit unrelated but it, i just might as well bring it up here because uh talking about easter egg but um the way they opened the movie with the 20th century fox theme but it was like queen style, yeah 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 um that kind of I, I was on board immediately i mean it didn't matter if what i watched was going to be bad i was like yeah i'm in and <laughs> I mean, right from that, I was like, this, this kind of rules a little bit. Oh, I, I love that you brought up <laughs> Wayne's World. And yes, that's probably, it's not the first time I heard a Queen song, but definitely when it was made more commonplace for people that <laughs> may not have heard that before. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I've told this story uh, before, I don't think on the podcast, I think elsewhere, but um that moment actually is what got me like from a little kid who just basically like, like weird Al and Michael Jackson. And that's about it to like getting into rock music and just my, that started my path into rock music. Um, so that was a pretty big moment for me. You'd classify weird, weird Al and Michael Jackson as rock music. <laughs> no, no. Before I got into rock. Oh, music, okay, saying, okay, that's okay. all I really listened to. And yeah. And then when I, when I saw that scene in Wayne's world with Bohemian Rhapsody, I was just like into rock music from that point forward. And then 
that started my my love of all things music. Yeah, really. see, isn't that what's so amazing <laughs> about film? It can just take you places and inspire you. And that's what I love about it. And that's why I have been dying to talk to somebody about any movie that I've seen. <laughs> right? I know. It, it's like, it's I, I love movies. What can I say? It's like, and, and I think that's part of why I love doing this show is, um, it's not just uh, because we, we've kind of tiptoed around like the the did we like it? Did we not like it? Um, I like being able to talk about movies just in general. And I and so I, that's why I like doing this show and the way that we've kind of put it together with the formula. It's this way we could talk about all these other movies that we're yeah. talking about, you know, and it, uh, I have a question for you. How many movies have you watched with like the um, director's? commentary or anything like that i used to do that a lot um unfortunately because of my whole rarely ever getting to watch movies at home thing i'm like a lot more selective with my time at home and so i don't really get to do that very often um uh, but i used to love doing that when back when i used to have all the time in the my world. husband thinks it's completely bizarre that i do that i i haven't done it in a really long time <laughs> for the same reasons my schedule is ridiculous and yeah. all that but but yeah like i he i he doesn't understand it. And like, and I love reading stuff about behind the scenes and all this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you listen yeah. to the Halloween Unmasked uh, podcast? No. Did you do Inside Psycho or um, Inside the Exorcist? Any of those? I have, I have not, no. Oh, I think you really... Are they, they're pretty. They're pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think, especially if you're into the Halloween franchise, um, it's for somebody yeah. that knows a little more than the average person already yeah so i would check those out but but yeah 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 yeah. i'll have to get this to like i'll have to remind you which one so (laughs) sweet absolutely um all right so uh the let's do the finished puzzle here which is the final list of all the movies we discussed just now and that includes rockstar love and mercy wolf of wall street selena wayne's world and biopics where an eccentric <laughs> character makes everyone leave their party, which we know there are lots of examples right. of those out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think, like, like I was mentioning when I mentioned about there not being a lot of puzzle pieces, I think this movie, there, there's not a lot other than, like, let's just show this music. Let's show this band making this music. And that, that's what it's meant to be. And I think that that's reflected pretty well in these puzzle pieces. Um, Overall, though, I mean, like we've been saying, I mean, I, I really did love this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I recognize its flaws. I, I, you know, it's not that I have to talk myself into liking the movie. It's that I had to talk myself into uh, not just not engaging with anyone who just wants to hate yeah it. you know what i mean i'm just like you know what i i had fun yeah yeah, yeah you know what yeah. i mean yeah no it was a fun experience it was kind of funny to me though because when i was in the theater it was my i took my son to go see it we went and saw it together and then in the same row mm-hmm. towards the end there's a woman like hysterically crying and i'm like wow it didn't even it really didn't go there like <laughs> i mean you yeah, know what right? happens but i mean <laughs> it I'm like, oh, like me and my son are just like looking at each other and looking at her and then the screen again and then looking at each other and looking at her and then the screen again. And we're like, are we watching the same thing? I mean, (laughs) 
That's yeah. You know what? More power to her. <laughs> uh, apparently, she believes that uh, Freddie found out he had AIDS on the same day. Right. As my day, <laughs> which I don't think happened at what time. I mean, it was just not. It was just so crazy to me because uh, <laughs> it doesn't take much for me to cry at a movie, especially if I'm like really enjoying it. Like even if it's a happy scene, I I, mm-hmm. I do tears of joy as well. Like when I'm watching Disney movies, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, this did not do that for me. But yeah, it was definitely really fun, very entertaining. I'd probably buy it when it comes out on DVD. Um, like I said, I'll play it when mm-hmm. I start cleaning and, <laughs> and, um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't dig very deep. So, um, right. And I, I don't want to say that bothered yeah. me, but it bothered me. Um, but it, right. But like you said, I mean, it really is a fun time and I can't hate on it too much. Exactly. <laughs> you know, one one other thing I wanted to uh, mention before we close this up, I, I loved how they did, um, there was no score in this movie, as far as I can remember. What they did instead is they actually, because of uh, having Queen's Blessing and everything, they had access to the actual master tapes and all the, the solo tracks. And it was like, almost like they had... Um, like just the drum track playing for like a few minutes and then they would like slowly bring in the bass tracks and and uh they were able to kind of create a score out of queen's music with that and i just think that's so cool like as a composer i think that's so cool that they no i think that's awesome i i think that's awesome my son's into music and he he, actually when he first started really listening to music on his own all he listened to were scores nice nice yeah there's a lot of great film music out there that's for sure but I didn't, I, okay, I will give it this. I didn't know the story of him and um, the love of his life. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah, I did not know that either. Um, of course, I, I have read that that is a little bit embellished. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what? Let, let's, let's, let's just imagine it's true. Just for the sake of the movie, right? <laughs> well, I just, yeah, I thought. Let's, ro- let's I roll. I definitely with thought it. the scene where he was trying to explain to her that he was bisexual and she's like, no, you're gay. <laughs> was interesting. Yeah. Cause I'm like, hmm. There was, yeah, that was, uh, that was a, a pretty interesting way of, of doing it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it works in its own way and its own, uh, its own very, very, very safe Hollywood way. Yeah. <laughs> And, well, the other, well, okay, yeah. my other gripe, I'm sorry, <laughs> would be just because okay. it kind of, you didn't know what, what the movie wanted to be. It was it going to, was it about the band or was it about him? You know, it didn't really, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was a little like, well, funny thing. And I just happened to have read this, so I can actually comment on that, um, the reason the Sasha Baron Cohen version fell apart, aside from him wanting to explore more of the excess lifestyle of Freddie Mercury, is at that time in the development of the movie, um, Queen wanted the movie to be uh, to continue on after his death and be about how they kept rocking and all that stuff, which I don't think anybody really cared to see. Um, I feel like little bits of that crept into this script as well. Whereas like they didn't quite give Queen what they wanted, but they you know what I mean? They, yeah, they still I could see that. backtracked from the Freddie Mercury story to a Queen story some. You know, it's kind of like a compromise. Yeah, I can see um, that. And of course no one wins when it comes to compromises <laughs> in, <laughs> in in uh in film scripts at least. Um but yeah, no, it, it's 
Absolutely true, though, that it doesn't seem to really know what it wanted to tell. Is it the Queen story? Is it the Freddie Mercury story? Is it his life? Is it his career? Like, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of threads going through it, and none of them are fully explored. Which, I mean, at this on the same note, as I just brought that point up about how I don't like that, but <laughs> on the same yeah. note, it's very <laughs> difficult to, I mean, just think of your own life, even if it's just the boring, boringest life. Like, <laughs> I mean, like what chapter of your life are you going to talk about? I mean, because otherwise the movie could be like 10 days long, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's so true. Yeah. And, and they, they fit a lot in at least. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, there's a lot in there. They put a lot of nice well, little, um, yeah, little bows on everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A lot of nice, very pretty bows. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I think, I think that about does it for Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I think we can close it up. Luella, I want to thank you for being here. Do you want to plug your podcast or any of your other stuff? Um, okay. Well, my podcast is Vegas Playground. I don't really know where I'm at because I'm not really tech savvy. I know I'm on um, iTunes and um, I think there's like two episodes left on SoundCloud and um, <laughs> they're probably like the first two because I need to go fix that. And um, let's see, where else am I? I, I, I don't know because somebody told me they found me on one of their apps. And they were like, yeah, I can hardly find really good. Like, and I was like, really good? What do you mean? You don't think mine's really good? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> really good and well-established podcasts are hard to find on this app. Anyway, so I don't know where people are finding me. Um, <laughs> I know you can I will do. A, I will do a little on... research and add it to the show notes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to do all that. Like, that's you doing work for my <laughs> podcast, and I should really know more about it than you. <laughs> um, I know it's, it's on good. Lipson. All, all in a day's work. I know it's on Libsyn <laughs> if you listen to it directly there. Um, but anyways, whatevs. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Luella Chavez. That's my name, right? Oh, yeah. And then um, <laughs> on Instagram, I'm at Luella.Chavez because somebody already took Luella Chavez and they only have like uh, one picture. I'm not happy about that. And um, yeah, I have a, a Facebook page. It's my name. I'm real, I, I make it really easy to find me. And there's a reason perfect. for that. <laughs> Because I need all the attention. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, hopefully this episode will uh, send some attention to those pages. So. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks again so much for being here, and hopefully we we'll get you back again sometime. Yeah, no problem. I hope that there's something else I want to see. I, I'm hard up for some good movies. Dean. There's a lot coming. There's a lot. Okay. Coming. Okay. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Bohemian Rhapsody. I do think you should go see it in the theater, uh, especially, I mean, I saw an IMAX and the sound on those songs is just phenomenal. And whether you end up liking it or not, depending on if you think it's too much of like a surface level Hollywoodized version of the story or not, um, the music freaking rocks in IMAX or whatever the biggest theater you can seek it out in. Um, I thought it was totally worth it. So uh, that's it for today. Uh, again, want to thank Luella Chavez. You should check out her podcast, uh, Vegas Playground. And uh, I'm hoping to get a lot more new voices here on the show. And we'll, of course, continue to have all your favorites who have been on the show in the past. But um, I want to keep having more and more new co-hosts. So uh, thanks again to her for being here. 
And I uh, want to remind you all, you could subscribe to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And you can rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. And I think we're about to hit 30 reviews on there. So uh, whoever's number 30, um, maybe I'll give you a prize. Let's do that. Uh, get in touch with me after you leave a review. Uh, you can email me, bydavidrosen at gmail.com, or just uh, tweet at me, uh, at piecingpod. And I will send you a t-shirt. How about that? So let's get number 30, 30th review on there. And I'm going to leave you today with another song from our sponsor, Farangs. And remember, you can check them out on Saturday, November 24th, opening for Delta Sleep at Beauty Bar. This song is called Tinfoil Hats from their debut album, Cola.
and all points west. Thank you.